You're listening to LanguageCaster.com's Football Language Podcast. Welcome to our show, listener. It's a show for everyone who loves football and is interested in improving their English language skills. My name's Damon, and I'm talking to you from Tokyo, Japan, on a beautiful December's day. For those of you who haven't visited Tokyo in winter, although it's cold, it's generally good weather, blue skies, and lots of sun. Now, down the Skype line is Damien in London, where winters are generally a lot greyer than in Tokyo. What's the weather like there, Damien? Hi, Damon. Yes,、uh, the weather in the UK's capital in winter tends to be on the grey side, but today, Sunday, is cold but bright. Perfect weather for some Christmas shopping. But I think I might stay in and watch the football instead. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm guessing you'll be watching your team Tottenham's game against Manchester United, the game we feature on the show today in the predictions section. Am I right? And what else do we have on the show? Yes, I will be watching that game later on today. And、uh, after going to see Spurs play at Wembley during the week in the Champions League, I'm hopeful we'll put in a good performance at Old Trafford. Now, on this week's show, as always, we'll start with some stories from the footballing world in the good, the bad, and the ugly section. After that, we've got a quiz question for everyone, and it's a tough one this week. Then we will spend a bit of time talking about three English for football phrases dead rubber, ball watching, and the cliche one for the cameras. And of course, we'll finish with our predictions for three key games in the Premier League this weekend. Well, let's kick off with some good news from the world of football. What was good for you this week, Damien? Well, it was a good week for Lionel Messi, who scored his 10th goal of his side's Champions League group stage in the 4-0 thrashing of German side Borussia Mönchengladbach. It was interesting to note that Messi was not rested for this dead rubber match, as he wanted to beat Cristiano Ronaldo's record of 11 group stage goals, and that was set last season. He also scored more goals than 23 other sides in the Champions League group stages this season, including my team Spurs. Remarkable. How about something bad, Damon? Well, I read a rather depressing story connected with the A League. That's the top league in Australia. They're considering expanding the number of clubs, which is a good thing, as it shows football is becoming more popular there. But They're going to allow TV companies to have a say in which clubs can be admitted to the league. Of course, I know money's part of the modern game now, but to see how directly it can influence things was a bit of a shock. Gone are the days when the best team wins and gets promoted through the divisions. Now, it may just depend on if your team plays in a city that the TV companies believe will give them a big audience. And ugly? Mm. Uh, yes, Damon, money does seem to influence everything in the game now. Just look at the Champions League. 
Well, for ugly, I'm going to talk about two of the richest clubs in England. That's Manchester City and Chelsea. Mm. And their match from last weekend, which saw Chelsea extend their lead at the top of the table. The game had an ugly end to it when City striker Aguero was sent off for a reckless challenge on Chelsea defender David Luiz. And this then sparked a melee, or handbags, in which City's Fernandinho was sent to the stands after an altercation with Chelsea's Fabregas. An ugly end to the game for City, who will be without Aguero for four matches and Fernandinho for three games due to suspension. Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com. And that was in Cebuana, a dialect from the south of the Philippines. And thank you to Az for recording that. Now, if you'd like to record your own version of the message, you're listening to languagecaster.com in another language, then you can send it on to us by emailing here at admin at languagecaster.com. Now, this is the part where we tell you how to get involved with languagecaster.com. The main thing, of course, is to visit our site at languagecaster.com. Tell your friends via Twitter, that's at languagecaster, or visit our Facebook page, Learn English Through Football. And hello to all those who've started to follow us in the past week, including Mohit on Facebook, and to Stefan, Olfiska de Fiel, and to Bend Ball on Twitter. Keep spreading the word. Okay. Now, time for our weekly quiz question. We've just talked about the A-League in our news section, so for this week's question, we've got an Australian flavour. Can you name two of the three Australian-born players in the Premier League this season? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I don't think Tottenham have an Australian player on their books. We'll be back with the answer to that at the end of the show. Right, next up we have our first English for football phrase. Damon, what do you have? Right, I'm going to start with the phrase ball watching. This is used when a player is looking at the ball and not at the player he or she is supposed to mark, which means that his or her opponent is free. This idea of ball watching is linked to a lack of concentration and sometimes pundits will say that a defender has switched off because they were not concentrating on marking their opponent and instead are looking at the ball. The phrase to be caught ball watching is a typical collocation with the idea of caught suggesting that the defender was not ready due to a lack of concentration. How about you, Damien? What football language do you have? Okay, Damien, I'm going to talk about two pieces of football language. And the first is the cliché, one for the cameras, which is usually used to describe a goalkeeper making a save. One for the cameras implies that the keeper has made the save more spectacular than it needed to be. They have exaggerated the save. Perhaps there was a shot that was directly at the goalkeeper, The keeper could make a routine save, but instead gathers the ball and rolls on the floor, holding the ball tightly to his or her chest. The save is unnecessarily dramatic. The keeper is showing off to the crowd and the cameras, especially if the game is being shown on TV. One for the cameras. And the other one? 
Well, Damon, as our Instagram and Facebook followers may know, I was at Wembley this week watching Tottenham play against Sheska Moscow in a Champions League group stage game. Now, neither side could progress to the knockout stage, so it was a meaningless game. And we used the phrase dead rubber to describe such a game. Now, I think the expression may come from tennis, and in particular, the Davis Cup tournament, where countries play against each other in matches known as rubbers. And sometimes the final rubber has no meaning, as the overall result cannot be affected. It's a dead rubber. Now, earlier on in our good section on the show, we mentioned that Leo Messi played in a dead rubber game in order to try and break a goal-scoring record. His side, Barca, were already through as group winners, while their opponents, Borussia Mönchengladbach, could not qualify for the next round. Now, that's not the first time you've seen a dead rubber, is it, Damien? No, I was at the Albania versus Romania game during the summer at the European Championship in France, hmm. where neither side could progress to the next round. Another dead rubber. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, next up we have this week's predictions. Now, before the games, let's take a look at the standings. Um, the overall standings have me way out in front on 108 points. Uh, Damon, with you trailing in second on 84, and behind you, Josie Levy on 71. Now, December has just started, and already you're leading on 10 points. Um, I have nine with Josie on seven, and the Mighty Toft is on six. Now, that's uh, after the games from yesterday, of course, as well. Now, don't forget there are lots of games in December, including a full set of fixtures on Tuesday and Wednesday of the upcoming week. Well, well done, Damien. Now, as you said, there's still time to get involved with the December predictions. Come along to the site, click on Predictions Competition at the top of the site, and either register or log in to add your predictions. Right, what games have we got this week, Damien? Well, as today's Sunday, we'll be focusing on three of the four Premier League games taking place today. And the first game involves the team I support, Tottenham, travelling up to the northwest of England to take on Manchester United. Now, a loss for the Reds would see them drift further away from the top five. There's already a six-point gap between Spurs and United. So, a lot of pressure on Mourinho's men. What's your prediction, Damon? Well, you'd have to fancy Spurs to get the win, but their record at Old Trafford is not great historically. And they've lost their last two visits there. I've got a feeling Spurs will dominate, but we'll have to settle for a 1-1 draw. You? I think Spurs have turned a corner with some good performances in the past few games. I think we might sneak it 2-1. <laughs> OK. Well, the next match is between my team, Liverpool, and West Ham, who find themselves in a relegation battle. What do you think, Damien? Well, form suggests that Liverpool should win, and I think they will. 2-0 for me. How about you? 3-0. Come on, you Reds. OK, and finally, it's the uh, Red Hot Blues. That's Chelsea hosting West Brom at Stamford Bridge. How do you see this one at the final whistle? 2-0. And the juggernaut roars on. That's Chelsea winning, of course. You? Um, West Bromwich Albion are also in a rich vein of form, and we're in seventh place in the league at the start of play. 
they could make this a difficult afternoon for Chelsea. So 1-1 for me. Okay, well, just before we go, do you remember the quiz question? Can you name two of the three Australian players in the Premier League? What's the answer, Damien? Well, I have to confess I wasn't able to name any of them. (laughs) But the three Australian players at Premier League clubs in the 2016-17 season are... Uh, Adam Federici at Bournemouth, he's their reserve goalkeeper. Uh, Aidan O'Neill is at Burnley, and Brad Smith is also at Bournemouth. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Enjoy all the football this weekend. Ta-ra. Yes, don't forget to input your predictions during the week. Bye bye, and see you next week. Bye.